Hey everyone, welcome back to Drink It In for season nine. I'm Jordana Baraha from Drink It In underscore Jordana. In this season, we get to chat with other podcasters. We talk all about podcasting, sharing experiences, and comparing our fun times over the mic. Come see how our podcasters do when they're put on the spot. This is a fun one. Hi, everyone. This is Jordana Baracha from Drink It In underscore Jordana, and we are in season nine, The Podcasters Unite. This has been a really eye-opening season where I get to meet different podcasters and see how they handle and run their own podcasts. It's been very educational. So today I have somebody who I feel like is almost like the king <laughs> of, <laughs> of podcasting. So just like a king, it's hard to get a hold of them. So it's hard to get a hold of him. Is it so really that, though? Is it really? <laughs> I don't know. I get a hold of you and then, <clears throat> then I get a hold of you and then, <laughs> But that's okay. That means you're busy. I know. But you do respond. So that's okay. So Nahi, without further ado, why don't you just tell everybody anything you want about yourself? Where are you from originally? What was your original profession before maybe Meaningful Minute came around? My name is Nahi Gordon. I live, I was born, raised, I live in the five towns in Lawrence, New York. Um, married. I have a beautiful daughter who's like two and a half. Um, I started Meaningful Minute in 2017 when I was 20 something. <laughs> I don't I don't I'm 27 now. So 2017, you can minus the years. I don't know exactly how old I was then. Um, I didn't do well in math in school, obviously. And I before before I started Meaningful Minute, I was involved in some other businesses and mainly like sports management. Um involved with athletes and, and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun, but Meaningful Minute is a lot funner. Um, so Meaningful Minute really, you know, grew quickly. And then uh, a few years after that, I started a podcast called the Meaningful People Podcast, um, which we sit down with very well-known, some not so well-known influential people who are making a difference in the Jewish world. And it's so nice. I think one of the things I like about Meaningful Minute, it, and you tell me, I don't know what was your thinking behind it and what is that you get these snippets of inspiration, short little snippets. Was that like when you were thinking about it, was that the your brainchild behind it? Yeah, I think it, it's so funny because when I started, um, there was no, there was no like, oh, I'm doing it and I want to create this and do, I was just having fun. I, I guess I was some sort, I was somewhat like savvy with, with, you know, Final Cut Pro and a laptop and I would just, you know, watch a, a share and I'd be like, okay, let's just cut that part out. That's really good, you know? And right. then I would send it out. And I know even when I started Meaningful Minute, there was no plan. There was no plan for it to become anything more than what it was, which was a hobby. I was having a lot of fun. I started getting recognized by people. People enjoyed the content. And the rest, you know, Hashem just took it, you know? Right. He didn't just take it. He created it also. But, right. you know, it became something I never in my million, million, a million years would have imagined. Um, but yeah, it definitely was, you know, basically being able to produce content that's digestible, that's, you know, short enough that people will listen and um, powerful enough that they'll continue to listen. Mm. Yeah, it's, an, it's a balance. It's a balance. Yeah. I remember when I first started putting out videos, someone said to me, 
four minutes is not, it's way mm. too long. If somebody has to click to say, to continue watching, it might not happen. So get, yeah. your, get your point <laughs> out in one minute or less. <laughs> yeah. It's uh. so the keep watching. It's so funny. Cause I think it's like very psychological when someone sees on a video that it ticks below like the 59 second mark, they're like, okay, I got this. I could, I could hang around. Nice. So yeah, it's, 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 um, it's very interesting when it comes to that. Why people watch, how long they'll watch. Right. The mindset, the psyche. Yeah. So now when, what made you think of doing the podcast part? Like, okay, so Meaningful Minute was going and then you're like, Ooh, let's do a podcast. Like there was something you thought of on your own with people talking to you. What made that idea? um, It happens to be Meaningful Minute made a few like live events in Brooklyn and five towns. And we had like really big crowds talking like 800 people, a thousand people come here. Rabbi Wabi Jacobson, Charlie Arari, Rav Gav. And I noticed like after those events, like there's lines of over a hundred girls, boys, just waiting to just say two words to this rabbi or to this speaker. And I found there's a tremendous like desire for people to know more about the people who inspire us. And I felt like, hey, let's sit down with them and hear their story. And I think more than not, uh, more times than not, people can identify in their own lives similarities of like, hey, like you know, Rabbi Jacobson wasn't, he wasn't born with a beard and an unlimited amount of knowledge. And Charlie Rari wasn't born being able to turn a cat into a lion with his the way he speaks, you know, like these things, everyone's human and everyone had a, had a different upbringing. And I think that, that that's where the value, you know, lied. Okay. So when you were brainstorming about the podcast, so Rich, you know, you do two people interview one. Yeah. Right? Um. So was that thought out or you just said, you know, let's do it like this. It just happened like that. Or what was the idea? Yeah. Behind? So I think, it, you know, I wanted a one-on-one for me was like very like CIA style, like interrogation. <laughs> this okay. is not, don't worry. Sorry. <laughs> no, I feel very comfortable, but that's just, you know, I, I wanted to balance it out. I wanted it to be more of a conversation and less of like an interview. I wanted it to be chatter and discussion. So mm-hmm. that was, um, that was something that I, I had in mind when doing it. And that's sort of ultimately the path that I went down. And that's, you know, the way it is today. And I'm very happy about that. So how many people have you interviewed so far, you think? Mm, how many people have I interviewed? So it's over, it's well over a hundred. It's not well over, it's over a hundred. Um, but I don't, I don't, uh, it's over a hundred. That's all I know. Like, okay. But so- like, uh, it's like, let me ask you, how many people have you spoken to in your life? Well, spoken to is different. I probably could tell you how many people I've interviewed. But spoken to, but, it's like nonstop. I'm a teacher, so you know. Right. So, like for me, it's like, you know, these. I try to make it as natural as possible. It's a conversation. I'm speaking to another human. Yeah, they could right. be the, the greatest person in the world, but like, we're just two people, three people, right. just trying to, trying to just catch a schmooze and and speak about good stuff. So, but when you do it, you do it live. That's your aim, right? Meaning face to face, as opposed to Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that was definitely, you know, there are times where it is on Zoom, you know, with Ben Shapiro or let's say Jamie Geller, you know, there's just, there's distance that doesn't always work out to do it in person. Although we, we, we always try, even if we are not in person, you know, I, I had Jamie Geller go to a studio in Beit Shemesh that, that I, that I use. And uh, obviously Ben Shapiro has a studio where he works. So um, we try to maintain the quality, uh, but person to person face to face definitely there there's you know the ability to get content like that that is right. you get to you know read body language and 
and um, get to a deeper level. Although nowadays, to be honest, it's I'm good with either one. Okay. <laughs> Zoom, in person, it's all good. Yeah, because there's also, I feel like probably when your schedule gets so busy and you're a dad now also, you, yeah. know, you have different responsibilities. So it's a lot, yeah. It is a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot that comes on a person's plate. And you try yeah. to juggle it all, you know, so it, it, yeah. it does become difficult. It definitely does. So now if you interview <laughs> over a hundred people, let's say, I know this now a lot of podcasters like this question, but they really don't feel comfortable answering this question. And that's the question I usually ask is who was your most interesting person that you interviewed and why? Uh, so <laughs> like the way I am is that. I have very like sh- I have like a very short memory. I remember things like I have a great memory, but in terms of impact, I'm more of the type of person where it's like, well, what am I feeling today? You know, so okay. I can answer you today. Okay. Um, I don't know when this interview is airing, but I interviewed somebody yesterday. Her name is is Rifka Shotkin, mm-hmm. and I got a call from one of her friends about her. This is a girl that is from Passaic. Yes, I live in Passaic. Who, I know who you're talking about. You know yeah. who I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. So keep on going. Yeah. I had her in my office yesterday. And like, I don't know, I don't know, over a hundred interviews and, and like amazing people. The the amount of Imuna confidence like that this that the 16-year-old girl has. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the episode, you'll hear her story, but she's paralyzed, became paralyzed in a skiing accident. Right. It it was an unbelievable experience you'll see on camera you'll hear the the conversation right. but even off camera the conversation we, re, we we had it's just like you see i don't know i met this person who who went underwent a challenge that is unthinkable mm-hmm. and every day it's it's a challenge and she has such a lightness and humor she's having fun she's living life and something that you think would upend somebody and destroy them and she's she's just like didn't skip a beat mm. so I, I i i can't i can't answer anybody else but her because i'm just blown away by it blown right. away about 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 what she the things she says and how she feels and her story yeah i remember when the accident happened and the whole community we were you know davening i remember that she also had a a sister that was in ateras the school that i was talking to you about right. before so and also i i knew her mother her mother Mother called me. It was very cute. Her, her first child was getting married. She's like, or I don't know which child. It might not have been the first. She's like, I want to do dancing. And I just want to, like, could you help me? I'm known to, to dance well. So she's like, could you help me dance? <laughs> I gave her, like, a, a dancing lesson, like, as if the mother, you know, the mother, what she should do. And we were dancing. We were practicing. Like, you good to go? She's like, yeah, I'm good to go. But this is, like, you know, before the accident. I yeah. Very special people. Really? You know, find, yeah, really special child from a special family. So that, that 11 that's children, the Shotkins. Oh, yeah. Shout yes. out to the Shotkins because, yeah. I mean, the, the things that she had to say about her parents, about them being supportive right. and being being there for her and her family and her siblings, special people, special yes. people. And listen, Hashem chooses special people for special challenges, you know? Yeah, I know. It's 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 hard. Yeah. I was, I, I went, uh, we were going ATVing with my kids in Israel from my son's bar mitzvah trip. And I told my nine-year-old when he was taking my 13-year-old in the ATV and I was taking my daughter, I said, please, we don't need to be a story. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to be a yeah. special story or a special, I don't need any special challenges. Just drive safely. Yeah. Hey, Ima. Okay. <laughs> so I know what you mean, but yeah. nobody wants to be that. But yeah, but if you're, if you're given it, it really seems to happen to those that can. Yeah. Help, you know? Yeah. 100%. Okay. So now that, that was like something that 
you just happen yesterday. So this, I don't know if this question is gonna be hard for you. I find that sometimes when I interview people, they make a lasting impression on me. Mm-hmm. Like they might've said something to me and I'm like, oh, that I'm going to incorporate that into my daily life now. Um, has it, it, it doesn't have to be necessarily a podcast or something, maybe from the meaningful minute, whatever it might be. Is, did you come across that ever? And you're like, this is like now part of my go-to, like this inspired me, this motivated me, this person that I spoke to, they said something, they told me a story, anything like right. that. For sure. Um, listen, it's the beauty of being in a seat that I get to sit in, Right. that I get, I get a front row to some of the greatest minds and people in, in our, in our circles. Um, there, there's, there's a few people, you know, one of them is Dr. Kibi Perlman, uh, who's a therapist. He's like a therapist or therapist. I call him the grand therapist. Um, but just his overall vibe, his overall just energy sitting there, uh, it was really just contagious. And I listened back to that episode, you know, time and time again, just to really hear the things that he said, cause he dropped a lot of just a lot of wisdom. Um, but it happens to be, there's actually a meaningful minute video that during COVID, that I, that I put out and that actually stays with me. And it was from uh, someone named Rabbi Menachem Penner. And he was describing how when he davened Shemina Esrei, how do you get into the, into the mindset? Like you're davening to Hashem who created everything and everyone and everything is large, you know, like you see the sky, he created that. You see the sun, he created that. You see that building in the city, he created that. Well, what am I so he says when he takes three steps back and he steps into Shemesra, he pauses and he says, Hashem, it's me. It's your child. It's Menachem. And he says his name. And he just tries to just ground himself and say, you know who I am. Hashem, you created me. I'm your son. It's Menachem speaking. You know, it's like when you knock on, if you have, let's say, parents, if you're out of the house and you have parents or grandparents, you knock on the door and you say, hey, hey, Bobby, it's me. It's Nachi. Um, you know, like. It's you're 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 introducing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm here. I'm here to speak with you. Mm. By doing so, you you really are very practically entering a conversation with Hashem, which is what Shrinasar is. So that that sucks. That stick with is stuck with me then, it sticks with me now. That's really a beautiful thought. Thank you yeah, so right? much. I really, yeah. I'm, I'm I got the chills. I'm like, I don't know if you can see my eyes are tearing. So yeah, so I really that that was really, really special. I'm gonna try that. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, that was really nice. Wow. Okay. Let me breathe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It was no, because I was just thinking about my S ray and what things I do. So it just that was very impactful. So I I, I don't know. Stopping is a funny thing. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what uh how you did it when you were growing up and what schools you went to, but I went to modern orthodox schools growing up. Mm-hmm. And I just remember them being so lively. Uh there was a lot of singing going on in the schools that I went to. And I, and maybe because I like music and I like dancing and I just found it enjoyable. Like, like we were all getting into it. And now as a teacher, I find it so much more difficult. Um, you know, the, the kids think I'm crazy sometimes because I'm actually dancing in the aisles with the girls, you know, like, and I have my hand motions and where I'm do you, trying. Where do you teach? Um, the middle school dean at Yavna Academy. Oh, nice. Practice. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So I do that in the morning. Nice. In the afternoon, now I work for Olami. And then I Beautiful. do this. And then the afternoon, I in the middle somewhere, I fit all this other stuff yeah. in. <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's just, you know, it, I tell kids, come on, let's get into it, you know. And and they and they try, but I just, I don't know where where did we go wrong, or I don't know, maybe we didn't go wrong. Maybe there's a shift in who we are as beings. The generations are changing. I found it a special time, and I grew up modern Orthodox. It wasn't like, wasn't like I saw my mom doing it. 
It was just, I felt yeah. prayer was special. And now I don't, I think the kids today don't see it like that. They find it challenging. They find it, I, I don't get why this, why that shifted. I don't know. It means Fila in general. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a challenge. It's such a challenge to inspire the kids when it comes to tefillah. I don't. Listen, everyone, everyone, uh, everyone has a different flavor of what speaks to them. Right. And uh, when running a school or yeshiva or Yaakov, it's like very hard because you have to, uh, you have to, you have to have some sort of system that is trying yeah. to cater as many people as possible and. And I say this all the time. Wally Jacobson said this, like, you know, systems were created to serve people. People are not created to serve systems. So like we're a little backwards because we do in a way worship systems, but it's the only way that we can function in the way in, in our institutions. Right. But I think on an individual level, like on Shabbos or if you ever, you know, within in a shul, you know, I think it's important to find that flavor that speaks to you and that lights your lights, your, your, your flame, you know? Right. Um, davening could be really boring if it's not lighting your flame and yeah. it's not the actual words but it's the experience and i think feel it needs to be an experience that speaks to you because that that's really what will you know uplift you and, and, and get you a part of it i like that to describe it as an experience well th- speaking about challenges mm-hmm. we'll go back to the podcast now what do you find the most challenging part of doing a podcast mm. most challenging part um, I think that it depends when, but I, I, um, first of all, I love doing it. You know, I didn't always, I, I, there were times where I was more just like nervous and, but I think recently I became more chilled with it. And I, I really enjoy sitting down with people and, and hearing their story and speaking to them. Um, the most challenging part of doing a podcast <laughs> is probably having to just be careful and understanding that there's a lot of people listening and um and i can't you can't always necessarily just say what's on your mind you need to sometimes filter out or or maybe you do have the right idea but you know um you you say something that you think is funny or whatever and all of a sudden you have like emails in your inbox like that wasn't funny you said this you said that i'm just like oh gosh so i think realizing and and um that (laughs) your words you know make an impact and they matter and you have to be careful. And of course, the time commitment. And I think any, any, any time someone sees an hour and a half episode or an hour episode for meaningful people, and you got to understand that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a four or five hour process of, you know, of preparing for recording of editing of, uh, you know, and those are this time being away from my family a lot, you know, some nights and early mornings, but listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love the opportunity. And I think, uh, the pros definitely outweigh the cons. So now do you do your own editing? Do you have a company that works? No, so I have I have an editor that's been doing all the editing. His name is Surly, Surly Sathless. So he edits every episode of Meaningful People. Um, I actually just started another podcast recently with my father called The Daily Thread, which we basically break down four, four days a week. We do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we break down stories that pertain to the Jews and the media. And we, mm. and we you know, 20, 30-minute episodes. So I started editing that myself, which is, man, it's tough. especially when you're editing yourself you just want to cut everything out and then you realize you have no episode because you just wanted to cut everything out so i think it's very good that i have someone else out of meaningful people because i'd probably cut too much out um but i don't edit meaningful people i have an editor for that thank god because i can't imagine (laughs) it's just a lot but how is that doing a podcast with your dad 
it's it's been fun you know it's been it's been really uh you know it's so funny because i i grew up in a home my father he owns a newspaper in five towns jewish times and like i grew up mm-hmm. in a home where politics and news is stuff that like i, I was always interested in it and when i started meaningful men and it was just there's not there's not really like a pesach to discuss, discuss it it's not really the platform for it and um but this podcast I, I find that what we have a lot of in the from world is we we like, you know, we break news and we post headlines like this happened. But, you know, like, well, what does that mean for us? You know, like, OK, this person won an election or this person did this or or today I'm about to record an episode for today's episode. Today's Shlomo Karabakh's yard site. Like there's so much mm-hmm. packed into that. And I saw this video, this Hesper that someone gave to him. We're going to show that. And, and there's so much that happens in the world that through the eyes of from Jews, we can explain it and discuss it and i think it, it could just be more it could be received better by our, our our audience than necessarily watching fox news or cnn or because you're getting a lot of a lot of other garbage when you when you're on those places right. so it's been a lot of fun you know my father is i'm the youngest in my family my father is i guess the oldest in my family because he's the father <laughs> um we have a, a nice a nice little age gap and mm. we're from two totally different generations you know, uh, I'm from the iPhone. He's from like the notebook, you know, like, like an actual like notebook with handwriting right. and everything. So we have different perspectives on things. And I think it's it's really it's been really fun. That's nice. That's nice bonding time, because I think what I find about the podcast, I find it very therapeutic. Podcasting so, in general. Yeah. Yeah. I find yeah. talking to well, I'm a people's person. So when I talk to people, I find it, you know, really, really unbelievable and I'm like on year two now and mm-hmm. um, just having the conversations with people. Yeah. When it's really nice. I, yeah. I'm, I, by nature, I'm, I'm an introvert. Believe it or How not. How are you? Oh, I, that's I like, <clears throat> I, besides for like my family and like a few friends, like I'm not like a super social person. Like what's my favorite evening is kicking it back on the couch with my family, chilling, maybe watching a sports game. Um, I'm not like a huge traveler, or like going to weddings and social events. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, so like definitely in the beginning was hard for me to just constantly put myself out there and have these discussions where honestly, you know, 40 to 70,000 people are listening and watching. It's just like, that's a lot. Um, right. and everything that comes along with that. Um, but it's, uh, so I do find some of the episodes therapeutic. I do find it nice speaking to certain people, but it's, you know, getting to that level is getting over the hump of, Right. You know, get out there, get dressed and, and show up. I hear that. You know, it's interesting that you said that you're an introvert. I do you ever do any of the I know, don't think I'm like a who spooky wood woman, but <laughs> uh, do you ever do like uh your signs or your birth birth charts? I mean, did you ever hear of any of that stuff? I've heard of it. I you know it could be maybe one time I was waiting online somewhere and I did it on my phone, but I don't remember <laughs> necessarily. Okay, so I met there's a there's a, a few from people that do it. Obviously they don't tell you what's gonna happen in the future, but I mean nice. that always that always um interests me. That was and I once met with somebody. And he said, I'm so glad we're doing this in person. He said, because according to the charts, everything I read of your birth date and the timestamp, you should be an introvert. But you're <laughs> like such an extrovert. Like, I got to figure out how that happened. You know, I'm like, okay. yeah. well, I, I don't know. The system, the system I, broke. Yeah, I, I guess I broke the system, right? But, can I have my money back now? Yeah. Like. yeah right? But it's just it's just very interesting that you had to the introvert. But okay, yeah. you know. Um, now, what podcast do you listen to? Or do you mm. not have time to listen to podcasts? So um, whenever I commute, 
podcasts. I love music, but podcasts, you know, I, I, I sometimes listen to podcasts. I can tell you what podcasts I don't listen to. I do not listen to any podcast that I am on. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um, but I do like listening to uh, Guy Raz, How I Built This from NPR. I like listening to Ben Shapiro, The Ben Shapiro Show. Um, those are Those are pretty much it. Sometimes I'll like, you know, just go to the podcast app and to see what else, like what's new, what's yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a podcast that we produce at Meaningful Minute called Two Cents, uh, with the Ben Shushan brothers, mm-hmm. DMC from Alex and Rifki, who were on your show recently. Like, yeah. so those um those I, I really you know when I'm driving somewhere far, I'll I'll put it on and listen. But my go to is probably like Guy Raz from NPR. How I Built This is the name of the show. Was, I find it to be amazing. Very nice, very nice. Now, do you have a classic way you want to share with everyone how you end an episode? So I, I really, it's funny how I, how I start and how I end the episode are just very, just like plop, whatever you want to say. It's just like happens, you know, like I don't, I li- like, I used to be very like, okay, here we are sitting with blah, blah, blah. But I recently, what I would just do is sit down and I noticed that when I would do that, like the guests would be like, you know, like they get all like, okay, the lights are on, it's rolling. So what I just do is when, as soon as I sit down, I just hit the record button I just start talking like, oh, how's, yeah, it was traffic on the way here. And we just like, just start talking and like 30 minutes in, they're like, wait, are we, are we doing, are we recording? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we're recording like from the second you walk into this office. <laughs> so the way I end it, it's never uniform. It's sort of like, okay. it's sort of like, hey, this was awesome. I really enjoyed speaking to you. Have a great day, you know, appreciate right. it. Okay, very good. I know I, because I've, from all the different people that I podcast, some people have these different questions that they ask and. And, um, I literally go in with no questions anymore. I, okay. I, I go in and I like, again, I always, I'll go back to this when you're, when you're walking in the street and you bump into someone, do you like take out a notebook and say, okay, I want to ask you these questions, you know, like I, I don't, you know, I, I just, uh, I just sit down with them. I, I'll, I'll do research and like sort of find out a little yeah. bit about them, their past, and I'll have certain ideas but my interview style is more reactive than anything. Mm-hmm. I'll, okay. it, like I could have a plan to go this direction, but if they're going to say something to me that like, I'm just going to follow the wave. Okay. So I have a question for you. Sure. Then whatever you're feeling right now, is there anything else that you would like to add about podcasting or anything or about your experience that we didn't discuss? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I love podcasting. Podcasting is awesome. It's like the ability, it's like the ability to share ideas. Um, and it's like, it's like what we have, we have our words, right. To share ideas with people. Um, I would say for people who are, for people who are, you know, starting out to not like not focus on the numbers. If you have something to share, just, just share it and, um, and just do it. You know, don't look at the numbers. Don't be concerned with that keep going, keep recording. And, uh, if you have, if you're offering value, then just keep doing it. Oh, man. Thank you. So, you know, I had, uh, Robertson Davidowitz on also mm-hmm. and her thing, her quote that I picked from everything she says, she says, small numbers make a big impact. Yeah, they do. She says, she says we're the Jewish people. We, we're known for that. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. That's so yeah, true. It's so true. But the same thing that you're, that's the message you're saying as well, you know, I think that's what's a very important concept. You know what you're, why you're doing it. Exactly. Know your why. And know the why, and then, and I think that's probably why 
play with the why. That's probably why you have become so successful in the sense of because you were doing it. Like you said, this was your hobby. This was what you're passionate about and how beautiful it is. <laughs> right. Isn't that amazing that you get to do your passion every single day? I mean, Listen, it's a big blessing. It's it a is. big blessing. It is. Thank big God. blessing. Baruch Hashem. Yeah, thank you. Well, very, thank very you. Very happy about that. Now, Naki, if somebody wanted to reach you, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you can email me at nachi at meaningfulminute.org. I okay. I answer my emails. That's how this interview happened. Yeah, I answer them. Um, but yeah, I'm more than happy to receive any emails. Very friendly. I don't bite. Uh, that's nachi at n e c h i at meaningfulminute.org. Thank you so much, Nahi, for being on with me on the Podcasters Unite. Thank you. Mm, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Drink It In, the podcast. You can find all my episodes and so much more at maverickpodcasting.com. Come connect and say hi with me on Instagram at drinkitin underscore Jordana. If you like the show, leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next time. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.